The Emperor's New Clothes by Hans Christian Andersen, read by Ed McKinnon. Many, many years ago, there lived an emperor who loved new clothes so much that he spent all of his money on being well-dressed. He did not care for his soldiers, and the theater did not amuse him. The only thing he ever wanted to do was to ride around the city and show off his new clothes. He had a coat for every hour of the day, and as one might say of a king, the king is in his cabinet, so one could say of the emperor, the emperor is in his dressing room. In the great city where he resided, life was always bustling. Every day, many strangers from all parts of the globe arrived. One day, two swindlers came to the city. They made people believe that they were weavers and declared they could manufacture the finest fabric imaginable. Their colors and patterns, they said, were not only exceptionally beautiful, but the clothes made from their material possessed the wonderful quality of being invisible to any man who was unfit for his office or inexcusably stupid. Those clothes would be perfect for me, thought the emperor. If I were to be dressed in an outfit made of this fabric, I would be able to find out which men in my empire were unfit for their places, and I could distinguish the clever from the stupid. I must have this fabric woven for me without delay. And he gave a large sum of money to the swindlers in advance, that they should set to work without any loss of time. They set up two looms and pretended to be very hard at work, but they did nothing whatsoever on their looms. They asked for the finest silk and the most precious gold cloth. All they got they hid in their traveling bags and worked at the empty looms into the night. I'd very much like to know how they're getting on with the cloth, thought the emperor. But he felt rather uneasy when he remembered that those who were not fit for their position would not be able to see the outfit. Personally, he was of the opinion that he had nothing to fear, yet he thought it advisable to send someone else first to see how things were going. Everybody in the town knew the remarkable quality the stuff possessed, and all were anxious to see how bad or stupid their neighbors were. I shall send my honest old minister to the weavers, the emperor decided. He can best judge how the stuff looks, for he is intelligent and nobody understands his office better than he. So the good old minister went into the room where the swindler sat before the empty looms. Heaven help me, he thought, and opened his eyes wide. I cannot see anything at all. But he did not say so. Both swindlers requested him to come near, and pointing to the empty looms, asked him if he did not admire the exquisite pattern and the beautiful colors of the fabric. The poor old minister tried his very best he could see nothing, for there was nothing to be seen. Oh, dear, he thought, can I be so stupid? I would never have thought so, and nobody must know it. Is it possible that I am not fit for my office? No, no, I cannot say that I was unable to see the fabric. Now, have you got nothing to say? said one of the swindlers while he pretended to be busily weaving. Oh, it is very pretty, exceedingly beautiful, replied the old minister, looking through his glasses. What a beautiful pattern, with brilliant colors. I shall tell the emperor that I like the fabric very much. We are pleased to hear that, said the two weavers, and described to him the colors and explained the curious pattern. The old minister listened attentively 
that he might relate to the emperor what they said, and so he did. Now the swindlers asked for more money, silk, and gold cloth, which they claimed they required for weaving. They kept everything for themselves, however, and not a thread came near the loom. And they continued to work even more vigorously at the empty looms. Soon afterwards, the emperor sent another honest officer to the weavers to see how they were getting on and if the clothes were nearly finished. Like the old minister, he looked and looked, but could see nothing, as there was nothing to be seen. Is it not a beautiful piece of fabric, asked the two swindlers, showing and explaining the magnificent pattern, which, however, did not exist. I am not stupid, thought the man. It must be that I am unfit for my office. This is very strange, but I must not let anyone know it. And he praised the material which he did not see, and expressed his joy at the beautiful colors and the fine pattern. It is very excellent, he said to the emperor. Everybody in the whole town talked about the precious fabric. At last the emperor wished to see it himself, while it was still on the loom. With a number of attendants, including the two officials who had already been there, he went to the two clever swindlers who now worked as hard as they could, but without using any thread. Is it not magnificent? said the two officials who had been there before. Your majesty must admire the colors and the pattern. Then they pointed to the empty looms, for they imagined the others could see the material. What is this? thought the emperor. I do not see anything at all. That is terrible. Am I stupid? Am I unfit to be emperor? That would indeed be the most dreadful thing that could happen to me. Then he turned to the weavers and said, Truly your fabric has our most gracious approval. And nodding contentedly, he looked at the empty loom, but nothing could make him say that he didn't see anything. All those who were with him looked and looked, and although they could not see anything at all, they said, like the emperor, It is very beautiful, and all advised him to wear the new magnificent clothes at a great procession which was soon to take place. It is magnificent, beautiful, excellent, the emperor's court praised. Everybody seemed to be delighted, and the emperor appointed the two swindlers imperial court weavers. The night before the procession was to take place, the swindlers burned six candles to pretend they were busy finishing the emperor's new suit. They pretended to take the cloth from the loom and made cuts in the air with big scissors and sewed with needles without thread and said at last, The emperor's new clothes are now ready! The emperor and all his barons then came to the hall. The swindlers held their arms up as if they held something in their hands and said, These are the trousers, this is the coat, and here is the cloak, and so on. They are all as light as a cobweb. One would almost think he had nothing on at all, but that is just the beauty of them. Indeed, the emperor's attendants declared that they could not see anything, for there was nothing to be seen. Does it please your majesty now to graciously undress, said the swindlers, that we may assist your majesty in putting on your new clothes in front of the long mirror? The emperor undressed, and the swindlers pretended to put the new clothes upon him, one piece after another, and the emperor looked at himself in the glass from every side. How well they look, how well they fit, said all. What a beautiful pattern, what fine colors. This is a magnificent suit of clothes. 
the master of the ceremonies announced that the bearers of the canopy, which was to be carried in the procession, were ready. I am ready, said the emperor. Does not my suit fit me marvelously? Then he turned once more to the looking glass, as if he were admiring his garments. The noblemen who were to carry the train stretched their hands to the ground, as if they were picking up his mantle. But they did not like people to know that they could not see anything. The emperor marched in the procession under the beautiful canopy, and all who saw him in the street and out of the windows exclaimed, Indeed, the emperor's new clothes are incomparable. What a long train he has. How well it fits him. Nobody wished to let others know he saw nothing, for then he would have been unfit for his office, or too stupid. Never were an emperor's clothes more admired. But he has nothing on at all said a little child at last. Good heavens, listen to the voice of an innocent child, said the father. And they all whispered to each other what the child had said. But he has nothing on at all, cried at last the whole people. That made a deep impression upon the emperor, for it seemed to him that they were right. But he thought to himself, I cannot end the procession now. And the nobleman walked more proudly than before carrying high the train, which did not exist at all. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theatre.